Show me the science with Professor Luke O'Neill. Hello, Luke O'Neill here, and welcome to my show, Me the Science Podcast. Now, this week it's a bit morbid, actually, but um, it's a little bit gory. So, if you're of a nervous disposition, keep listening. I'll try not make you too uh, nervous, I guess. This is the science of aquamation. Now, what is aquamation? I hear you wonder. Well, I was on a car journey recently with a friend of mine, May, May Hanlon, who listens to the podcasts, unless you got sick of them. Hi, May, if you're listening. And May said to me, uh, what, what do you want to do when you die, kind of thing? Do you want to have your ashes? How we got onto this topic, I don't know. But we were discussing, you know, after you die, would you want to get a regular burial or maybe be cremated or whatever? And she said, I want to be aquamated. And I said, what is that? I'd never heard of it, you know. This was about two weeks ago. I said, yeah, aquamation. She said, it's the way to go. So May inspired me to look into aquamation. And I've been talking a bit about it recently because it is a real fascination. Now, we know what cremation is, obviously. Burn, baby, burn, if I could use that phrase. You need a bit of a black sense of humor for this one, I must say. Where our remains are burned and then the ashes are given to our loved ones to do with as they will. You might want to get scattered in your favorite place or go on top of the telly or whatever it is. Aquamation is different. In aquamation, your body, your remains is stuck into a vat. And in that vat, water is added and then a chemical, an alkali. Now, as you may know, chemicals have different pHs. I hope you've done pH in school. If something that's acidic, for instance, vinegar, has a pH of less than seven. If you're an alkali, your pH is greater than seven. And at either end of that spectrum, these chemicals are very corrosive. And we know acid can dissolve things. But equally, a strong alkali down the other end, say pH 14, for example, it's fairly good at dissolving things too. And that's what they use. They put alkali in the water. They heat it up about 90 degrees or so. So not quite boiling point. You don't like it boiled. It isn't boiling water. It's very hot water with the alkali. And guess what? Over the course of 16 or so hours, your flesh dissolves away. And the alkali is called potassium hydroxide. That's the main type. And that basically breaks down all your tissues. Now, it can't break down your bones. And the reason for this is the bones are actually inorganic. And what the alkali is very good at doing is dissolving organic things. So, for example, your lungs are organic, so they dissolve away. Your bones are made of a calcium mineral, a bit like rock, I suppose, and that can't dissolve away. So the bones are left behind and they get taken out and crushed up and given to your loved ones. And then guess what happens? The fluid left behind, everything has been dissolved in that fluid. And it's a very safe fluid, actually, because all it contains is your component parts. Now, if you're a biochemist like me, you will know that your proteins are made of amino acids. The fats in your body are called lipids. They're made of things that include fatty acids acids and cholesterol. Your DNA is made of nucleotides. All of that is what's in this solution because all those component parts dissolve into the solution. And all your sugars, you've got sugars in your liver, you know, that dissolves just like a spoon of sugar, you see. So all those chemicals are dissolving into the potassium hydroxide solution. And guess what? It's safe. It's just the building blocks of life. And it's put into the wastewater system because it's a very safe chemical. It's also sterile, actually, because no bacteria or nasty germs can live in that very high pH solution. The potassium hydroxide kills all known germs dead. So it's a very, it's a very sort of safe process. But very important it's environmentally friendly. 
And that's why it's getting such attention. And really, it began all of this with a guy in America called Joe Wilson. He worked in waste disposal, a bit like Tony Soprano. Uh, he may now worked in waste management. He was he invented one of these devices, or he made one, to go into farms, because farm animals would die. And this is an option to get rid of the remains of farm animals. And then he wondered, oh, what if I do it for humans, you know? And the great phrase that he used was, I suppose, when he was doing this, uh, he said he wanted to really sort of reinvent the death business. It uh, was one thing he talked about, you know? And uh, he realized this could be an option for humans especially as he knew it was much more environmentally friendly because it doesn't really use that much carbon. And he invented the first machines. There were other machines, actually, that could do this, but they were very expensive. And he said, other companies make Rolls Royces. I'm going to make a Chevrolet for this business. And he made a much cheaper, cost-effective machine. And business is booming in America, incredibly. Uh, There's loads of centers where you can be acclimated in one of these machines. And of course, Joe is very happy with himself because he's obviously a making loads of money out of this as well and that's justifiable for my business but very importantly the good thing about this is it's much more environmentally friendly now how do we know that well it's been studied cremation will generate 10 times as much carbon dioxide as aquamation so when your remains are being incinerated 245 kilograms on average that's a lot, a lot of stuff now. A lot, a lot of bags of sugar equivalent of carbon dioxide goes into the atmosphere. And that's a combination of the fuel that's being used, obviously, uh, and then carbon from your own body, because we are carbon-based life forms. This contrasts radically with aquamation, where there's 10 times less, around about 28 kilograms, depending on which study you, uh, you read, is actually going into the atmosphere with aquamation. So therefore, it's a lot better for the environment. And of course, we're all trying to decrease our carbon emissions in various ways. Aquamation allows you to decrease your carbon emissions uh, after you've died, which is not a bad thing at all, is it? Uh, the thing to say is that uh, cremation generates other toxins in the environment as well. Things like mercury goes up into the atmosphere too. Vaporized mercury, for example, and various toxic emissions are coming off as well. And again, that doesn't happen in aquamation. And then you might wonder, well, look, regular burial, surely that's environmentally friendly. But it is if you don't get embalmed. And often the traditional burial process involves embalming, uh, where corpses are injected with chemicals. I know it sounds horrible, but it's things like formaldehyde, methanol, mercury-containing chemicals are in embalming fluids. Now, what that means is when you're buried in the ground, they leach into the soil. And in fact, there are studies showing that if you take a soil sample from a, from a cemetery, it's pretty toxic. It's containing some of these chemicals that were used for embalming. So again, traditional burial then that we would use as a, on a regular basis can generate nasty byproducts in terms of these sorts of chemicals. Now, there are other alternatives. Let's make that clear. There's eco-friendly options for burial. One is called human composting. Doesn't sound great, it must be said. There's also a thing called a mycelium suit that you put the uh, remains into, and that's a fungal-based degradation process again doesn't sound great but then they're they're actually environmentally friendly and they are options too and then your body just basically goes back into the the earth i suppose is the way to think of it uh, without using any chemicals and that of course is environmentally sound and the other aquamation sort of advocates though say it uses up less space because if you're going to be buried in a graveyard that's using up space that could be used for something else as the idea i don't see why that's a big issue but still maybe space will be an issue one day whereas the aquamation process you dissolve 
away into the liquid and then your bones are, as I say, crushed up and given to your loved ones. I'd also say that if you've got a sort of a, a hip, a replacement hip or breast implants, they don't dissolve. They're inorganic. And again, they end up in the, uh, the liquid as well and they can be disposed of, I guess. So some things don't fully dissolve, but most of your flesh if I can use that word, dissolves away and uh, and then it gets put into the wastewater system. So again, it's seen as a very environmentally friendly thing to do. Uh, and then it's all, and, and it's sterilizing, as I mentioned already. Now, the question then becomes, who's doing it and how common is it? Well, huge news was Bishop Desmond Tutu. Now, he's a very famous bishop for, he was anti-apartheid. And many of us would have heard of him. He opted for aquamation when he died and that shone a spotlight on it actually and then people began to get more and more interested in it as a possibility and then the environmentally friendly bit gets even better because obviously some fuel is used to heat up the water you know and the machine actually moves you slosh around inside if I can use that phrase so it does, it does burn up a certain amount of fuel but now why not use solar power or renewable sources of energy to heat up the water and so therefore it could become even more carbon neutral is the idea with even lower levels of carbon emissions it's heading in that direction the current machine Machines, though, do use up a certain amount of fossil fuels and generate that amount of carbon dioxide for the atmosphere. But the word is they're going to make them even more, I suppose, um, environmentally friendly is the overall idea there. And, um, you know, can you get it done in Ireland? You can. There's a company in Navin that will offer this service. And according to Wilson, massive demand for his machines all over the world. And in fact, the other thing is the uh, number of people being acclimated in America, where this all began, has gone up fourfold recently. So it just shows you it's becoming more and more popular, this environmentally friendly way to dispose of your body after you're dead. So you never know if this could be the way to go. And if you read some of the blurb, it says it's a very gentle way to go. You know, you're in this, you're floating away in this lovely warm bath, effectively, and obviously you're dead, but still, it seems quite gentle. And some of the, I've seen pictures of the facilities, you're, you're, obviously the, the remains are put in this stainless steel tank and the loved ones can sit there and they can watch, a bit like watching a cremation. You can't see into the tank, it's not bad. But you can, the, the relatives come watch, I suppose, outside, and then eventually are handed over these um, these this powdered bones, and all that's left then is fond memories and bones that are put into powder. Is the idea here, I guess? So again, it seems to be a very gentle way to go, and as I say, very safe for the environment. So the question then is, what will you want to do after you die? Do you want to be cremated, regular burial? acclimated or perhaps an eco-friendly burial. You've got all these choices ahead of you. Maybe you don't want to think about it. I haven't thought about it yet, I must say. But who knows what might happen to me. One thing I would say at the very end is, remember some of these people have had their ashes shot into space. Gene Roddenberry, the guy who wrote Star Trek, for example, his ashes were fired up into space. Now, that must have burned up a fair bit of carbon, let's face it. I wouldn't fancy that. Uh, But there's all kinds of options there after you die. And one of them is aquamation alkaline hydrolysis so there you have it the science of aquamation hope you enjoyed that one thanks very much for listening and as ever my podcast is a news talk production and it's available for download every thursday wherever you get your podcasts